0: Welcome to Kashrus on the Air, your weekly radio show dealing with kosher issues for the kosher consumer, and I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Wickler, editor of Kashrus Magazine. And tonight we have a very special guest, Rabbi Nochem Rabinowitz, who's been with us already, this is the fifth year, I believe, it could be even the sixth, I don't remember what we're up to. <laughs> wow. I think it will be the sixth year, it could be, I'm not sure. Anyway, quite a few years, he's the, he's in charge of the OU of the Pesach Guide, and uh Without further ado, let me introduce uh, Rabbi Rabinowitz. Go ahead, please.
1: Shalom aleichem. Thank you very much, Rabbi Wickler. It's always a pleasure to be here before Pesach, and uh, it's a pleasure to be able to, you know, to share some OU information with uh, with the listening audience, and hopefully we all can uh, to help each other to make a beautiful and a kosher Pesach lanu Yisrael.
0: Oh, thank you. But I I want to make a correction already. <laughs> I want to say. You want to share some Pesach information, not just OU information, (laughs) things about OU products, maybe. But basically, we're here to talk about kashvahs, about Pesach. And I welcome everybody to call as as soon as you want. But By the way, it's being videoed tonight, so you probably can see this uh, if you can uh, get a hold of us on the jrootradio.com. And you can listen to us on the app. The Jay Radio app, you can pick up from the JRootRadio.com. And you can listen to us at 718-506-9099. Or you can listen to us at 712-432-4217. Again, 712-432-4217. Uh, 718-506-9099. 718-506, uh, And you can call us now in the studio to speak to Rabbi Rabinowitz or myself about anything to do with Pesach. We really don't want, I mean, (laughs) anything about Pesach. Just we're not going to go into other topics tonight. But anytime you want to call, 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And you can also text us at 347-927-8398. Again, texting 347-927-8398. Call us, 718-683-5858. All right, Rabinowitz, uh, let's start with the, the, I mean, the simplest question. What's new for Pacer <laughs> 2017? At least, you know, what what, what what. are the most significant things that we should know? Whether you have uh, 500 new products or two new products, it's not as exciting, unless there's some exciting ones. Basically, the ancient change,
1: right? I, don't, I wouldn't say that there's many changes, but there's always interesting n- new applications. Pesach is we're observing Pesach for about what 3,300 years or so. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's been a couple of years, and uh, and Baruch Hashem, uh, it, we're just applying uh, you know, the the age old uh, you know, Torah Hakdashah to to the to modern applications of people's you know tastes change. Um, people, uh, for example, with health concerns, right. um, these are always issues that, that come up. Um, people are looking for, for new diets and, and, uh, and all that type of thing. And uh, and we need to find, uh, hopefully, to solutions. Uh, just as an example, I know that today um, it's not brand new, but I think it becomes more and more prevalent. Many people are, are trying to avoid gluten.
0: Right, right. And, uh, Big problem. And,
1: right? And, and, and on the one hand, it dovetails with Pesach. Because, uh, you know, by avoiding um, in, in the grains which contain gluten, one is, uh, in, in a way, is, is avoiding chametz potentially. Uh, of um, course. On the other hand, we do <laughs> have to be making the mitzvah of, of eating achilles matzah, And that is a challenge if, if one is going to um, be avoiding gluten in, in one's diet. And for some people, it's it's a serious issue. There are celiac and, and other um, people who are sensitive to it. Um, and, uh, you know... There, there is, uh, on a limited basis, there is some oat matzah, which is made under gluten-free conditions. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend it without, uh, you know, consulting both with the medical professionals as well as um, Rabbanim. To... Wait,
0: wait, let's explain why.
1: Yeah, so, so I think the, the, the rationale and the, and the understanding for this is um, the chameisha saminim, the five types of grains, um, there, there are some which are very clear wheat, is, is pretty clear chita, is something which I don't think there's any dispute about uh, the identity of, of that. Um, of the five grains, it is only oats that do not contain naturally any gluten. The identity of shibola's shual as as oats, while it's widely accepted, um, it is actually a matter of dispute. Um, and, uh, and therefore, there's some... Um, who who try to avoid it for that reason. I think in Shulchan it actually says the minig is, is to prefer chita. Um, I, I don't think the minig is, is there to tell somebody who's uh, you know is going to have a serious medical right. reaction um, that he has to have chita even if there's uh, serious consequences for them. At the same time, um, there are some peskinetseshul for ve'shoyanim as to whether um, what we know today as oats is actually the Sheba, the shu'al, um, and this has been an uh, issue which is discussed in post I think the broad consensus is that it is oats. Um, nonetheless, depending on the severity or the, the seriousness of one's condition, um, some rabbanim might um, recommend continuing to use wheat. Um, one, for example, um, who's, has, has intolerance to gluten, right. but uh, maybe not such a serious intolerance. Uh, maybe it's preferable to use wheat matzah. But to use in a lesser shear, not to eat so right. much of it, to eat a, a smaller amount of it, um, as opposed to avoiding the wheat altogether. So these are a lot of issues, and I think um, it's it's hard to make broad statements and say you know this is what everybody should do. Right. Um, but I think that a person, after having spoken to his medical professional, um, and then speaking to a rav, um, that one can find uh, hopefully the solution that. Uh, that's recommended al halacha as well as uh, meeting one's health needs, um, I think that that's something which, uh, um, which is important for, for people to consider um, when they prepare for Pesach.
0: I, I, I want to add a couple of things. First of all, I want you to know that there are some, maybe maybe there's one or two bakeries that do oat per se. Maybe one. I'm not sure if it even such exists. But, the, but what happens in most of these places is that the, the bakery that produces the oat matzah Will kosher it after the oat matzo before they go back to wheat? They'll they'll really kosher the equipment because there there is that concern that you raised. On the other hand, and also there's another thing: whether or not we're all bucky in how to handle oats because it hadn't been used as much over the years. So recognizing whether uh, the grain is 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 properly. You know, it, it, the, 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 is the proper uh, ripeness, and whether or not there are cracks in it. Uh, you know, to, to find out if there's any shallows on the chametz side. So it is an interesting question. But Baruch Hashem, there are some very good oat matzas that are available. And if any, you know, there it's uh, it's not cheap. Uh, but <laughs> but but if you have to eat it, you have to eat it. I also want to point out, and this is important, not just for this oat matzah thing. But for people who who have a difficulty eating matzah, I want to just mention a couple of points. One, that uh, there is a shita, I mean, that many, many people ascribe to, that even if you can't perform the mitzvah completely, if you can have some matzah, even not the shear at all, you have a very small amount of matzah. Even though you didn't necessarily get the mitzvah of matzah in its full sense, but you were Isaac in that mitzvah. They say there's a, a, a wording in the Gemara and in the Svarim. It's called chazi shear is osim Just there are the, the prohibition says you can't eat hummets, you can't eat a pig, you can't you, you have to can't eat basa but. But the amount is always a shear, and it's usually kazai, so This there's a shear. But if you eat even a drop of it, you're, you're breaking the Torah law. It's just that the onesh, the punishment, isn't coming unless you eat the full kazayas. So the same thing happens with the mitzvah, they say. That even though you can't perform the mitzvah totally, at least you should occupy yourself with that mitzvah partially. And this goes for anybody, whether it's an old person, a sick person, or any nature, um, that, that's a good suggestion. However, the bracha is an issue. Since since you may not be getting the bracha if you don't eat whatever people tell you what a, a Kazias is, so it's preferable that somebody else should make the bracha, and then you will just eat as much as you can and and as fast as you can etc. Also I always want to make a mention of this it's this is you can find it anywhere But how my that taught but again if somebody's markpin on the Gabro so I don't I get into that whole area but if if you're not worried about the gabroks. You once you make the hamotzi, you you could take a drink of water along with the matzah, and not only that, but if you wanted to, you could soak the matzah in water. It softens it. For a person who has bad teeth, uh, sick of some sort, way, well, some need, you know. So it it, it then uh, that will make it easier for them to to have it. And it could be soaked for just just a short period of time. It's not going to become anything wrong unless you're put on gabrocks. If you're not on then you should be able to do this. These are two suggestions, uh, and and everybody should uh, you know daven well before <laughs> they should go in the midst of But yeah, well, yeah. let's go some the about this is already yeah. not yeah, this, our I just, area yeah. for se. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll
1: Just, <laughs> I'll, no, I'll just will mention. You mentioned Shir, but I think the the reality is that. Under certain conditions, this that we're not to eat, for example, two kazerim.
0: Right, right. The fact
1: that we also use shiurim, like the the the, the, the be debihudas shear, which is a double shear, that's you know, uh, you know, one can. It's a, it's of course, the, and when we're dealing with a mitzvah deoraisa, such right. as Achilles matzah, it's a wonderful thing to do that, but. If someone has, you know, medical issues and, and difficulties sure. and, and one will suffer or one right, will right, get right. sick as a result, so then, you know, many can say, eat one. A Go for the smallest shear. Sm- uh, small- the Zayas right. is not a very big, uh, the standard Zayas is, is not so big. So, uh, again...
0: We have in the magazine actually uh, pictures, which is quite, it makes it a little bit easier based on R- Rav Moshe Feinstein, actually, of R- David Feinstein. Uh, the, the different Sheerum, the uh, the manna needed for Kairach is uh, this size over here, which is uh, about half the size of the whole month. The, the regular one would be the entire, uh, uh, how much do we want for the? This is for Kairich and for the, yeah, for this this size, we would have wanted for this big size here, we would have wanted for hamozzi, But for Kairich, we're only requiring this size. So it's a very, it's about half the size. And, and that's how all the Rabbanim taught, that they were a much smaller size for Kairich. Now, Kairich is also a thing. Obviously, that they're, they're going with the smaller shear. And uh, if people feel that that's where they have to take the fine. But the Bracha. I think is better made by somebody who is definitely going to fulfill the mitzvah exactly properly. Not making the bracha has, takes nothing away from you performing the mitzvah of Achilles Matzah. So you don't have to be worried about that. Do the best you can uh, with your matzah, but better if you have a question of whether you're doing the full she'ar, let somebody else emotes but you. But it's
2: also involved with the bracha of Netilat yadayim.
0: Okay, the bracha of Netilat yadayim, correct. Yes. correct. But, but for that... Uh, you know, if people are going to eat let's say matzah during the meal also so you only oh, have certainly. to have a, a kezayas and most people for that kezayas, for the, for the bracham, I mean, this is a daim, which is a drabonin that many people would take the smaller amount. So I think that we're pretty safe there That and because that shear of that smaller shear is not a nothing that's really a shear. Like Rabbi you know, Rabinowitz is pointing out that there are other sheerim that are lower and, and maybe, you know, we're trying to be because of the mitzvah der Eise, but for the bracha, I think that we don't have to worry so much about that. The bracha at Yisidaim requires two kaseisim, but one at one time, and then the other year slept out during the meal. Well, anyway, let's go on to some of your, of the okay. OU thing. You said oh, OU, and I, and we said I said Pesach, and now we're really discussing right? right.
1: I guess there's so many different angles to look at um, to look at Pesach from. Um, there, you know, obviously the the issues that come up each and every year. Matzah takes the you know has to take the the most prominent role. Absolutely, uh, matzah has to be you know people looking for the say they're looking for shmurah matzah. Um, they're looking to get matzah which is is made under the best you know best possible conditions. Um, of course, the the wine that people use is, is always an issue, um, or if it's grape juice that people are using the and these are these are issues which are debated. Um, and this is again a, a health issue that comes up, which is. Um, individuals who, you know, people are diabetic, right, and which means they cannot consume sugar. They also cannot consume alcohol, which mm-hmm. the body metabolizes just like sugar. Um, so the question is, are the wines that we um, do they have enough of the, you know, grape material, right, to, for, to be, you know, kosher for kiddish and arbicosis? At the same time, um, if someone needs to dilute. Can one dilute? Is, is always a question that comes up, um, and uh, the, the reality is that um, there is a certain level of dilution that takes place. I can speak for the only of the OU wines. I can't speak for well. Every, that's a, that's, wine, a big, that's a big cut. That's a lot. Junk. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a but big chunk. But this I can assure you is that every retail wine and grape juice that carries the OU hashgacha, um, OU P hashgacha, contains at the very minimum fifty one percent of grape, what we would call virgin grape juice material, which means it's not from concentrate, it's straight...
0: 51%. At,
1: at the minimum. I would say mo- in most cases, Very more more or much more than that. Now, depending on how much that grape material is, um, sweeter wines typically have concentrate added to them. And there are, you know, debates among Postkin, Rabelsky, um, Zechetzalik, considered concentrate to be kosher for wine. Um, there are others up uh, in um, there's a chuva from Arbach where they questioned whether concentrate is Was well, that concentrate
0: you're talking about is, is added water added to it or no water added to it? Well, you pure concentrate or concentrate water well, added to it? Well, <laughs>
1: I'll try to. I'll just give you a brief. Oh, I'd like to understand, understand this, yeah. how, how this works. We just learned this halacha
0: right. on Sunday right. morning with my right. group. Oh really? Like, yeah, we're lear- yeah we're learning yeah. this halachas okay. right now in Raj Dal. So, right.
1: so essentially, when, when one makes wine, what you're taking is a grape. You're crushing it, and you're getting a juice. Now, the juice that comes out has sugar in it. Mm-hmm. When you make wine, you're fermenting that sugar, reverts it, changes into alcohol. It reaches a certain level of uh, alcohol content, such as maximum
0: is about twenty twenty three. Mm, maximum. Less. Maximum is. That. It's actually the. They claim no, they have it. I don't no, know whether you don't no, have it. No, no, they no. claim twenty three percent. It really is usually under twenty. It's it's top it's, the top.
1: Typ- typically, usually at about fourteen or fifteen, maybe sixteen. 17%, 17% is, is the most that I've ever That's seen. I've, all, I've heard that. It I've stops. heard that. But right.
0: they claim 23 like, whatever that is. When
1: you see wine that has 23%, it's a fortified wine. Which ah. means it's wine that only had 13%, 14 15%, and they st- add ah. alcohol to it. Ah. Now, when that happens, typically all the older sugar, which is found in the grape juice, is converted. Right. That's why the wine is not sweet anymore. Right. So how do you have sweet wine? You have sweet wine either... By stopping the fermentation. Let's say everything you know, everybody knows about the blue moscato sure, sure. wine. What they do is they stop the fermentation. It happens to be a high sugar grape, but they also stop the fermentation at about five or six percent. That means you have a lot of sweetness which is left over. Another method which is used by sweet wines is they add grape juice concentrate to it. So it's it's really a dry wine to which a sweetener is added. What is the concentrate? It's grape juice, which the water was removed from it or much mm-hmm. of the water is removed from it and it's a very it's it's like a sugar it's sugar derived from grapes so even when you have naturally sweetened it means it's sweetened with grape juice concentrate does the grape juice concentrate have the of wine that it's kosher for example if you were to take completely take grape juice concentrate and reconstitute it by putting water water in yeah it, would that be kosher so that's an issue which is debated Correct. amongst Puskin the OU's taken a position so that everyone should be comfortable Every grape juice and every wine product
0: starts with a fifty-one.
1: As at the minimum, grape juice not from concentrate at, at the majority, as the majority. Now, how much water can one add to that? Um, and and I just mentioned that there's even a product of well-known. I think the Kedem Light grape juice. Right. Um, the Kedem Light grape juice is um, also made with more than fifty percent of
2: virgin grape juice. Oh, I have always the question yeah. about it. Everybody's asking, is, everybody's it's, talking it's, about that. I <laughs> won't think it's not.
1: But, but, but it's, it, it does have that. The, the re- How do you achieve that? There are different ways they achieve that. They're using grapes which are not as sweet. Um, and then what they're doing is to complete the, you know, the rest of water, it. The is remainder water, water. is going to be <laughs> water. It's going to be the, sweet, the artificial sweetness. Sure. Um, and a little bit of concentrate also. The, so the concentrate is necessary to standardize a product because from year to year, sometimes it's sweeter, sometimes same. less. So you standardize it by adding concentrate to it. So th- this I can assure you, how much water can one add to it? It depends. Some of the you know the better wines are really, you know, they're 100%. They're, they're, they're really just grape juice converted into, into wine. One could easily add, um, you know, perhaps 40, 40 45%. Um, to that and and again, what Rab- Rabelsky was always concerned about was, um, you know, the mizigas Akas Was and, you know was used in the time of the Gemara. Now we'll, what, maybe, we'll it,
0: explain right? what mizigas akos is. Okay. I mean, it means yeah. adding a certain right. amount of water, usually right. three parts to one, uh, right. because it was right. so powerful the right. wines of the old right.
1: So the question is why, <laughs> if unless you say that the science has changed. Unless you say that the alcohol and, and how alcohol Well is,
0: they they do say it. I mean they, even the Shulchan Aruch says that the Yanisholana would not like the Yanishalaem. It's
1: it's not it's not it's not clear. But again, in terms of alcohol content, some wanna argue uh Belsky, I think had this this uh, thought that it, it wasn't really the alcohol content that was the issue. It was the high acidity. Some grapes have a higher level uh, of acidity, so it's a certain bitterness or as, as high acid. And that's why they used to add water to it. Or perhaps we've changed. That the, well, we the, changed the varieties of the right.
0: grapes also. No. We must have. No. we looked, think have, about it. We've have, have, we worked have, on every, have, everything else we've changed. No,
1: the vines are, they have vines which are, which are hundreds and thousands of years old. So they, That's what's yeah, typically, but yeah, typically is not going used. They have, there's, a, there's evidence to that. And there's even, they have, you know, there's, there's archaeological evidence to it. But be that yeah. as it may, I don't know if we're going to have strong evidence to that. Um, so, but they did add water. So, Ravelsky argued that assuming that the standard wine is 14%. Okay. And the assumption is that they added three parts water to right. that. That would bring it down to about 3.5%. Right. So, he said that one could easily add water to whatever wine one is using today that would result in about 3.5%. He says less than 3.5% if you diluting the wine further than that then you're coming into a questionable area. This is a
0: very interesting topic. I really wasn't planning to go here. I don't know who was listening, but whatever it is, I could say this. This is a very interesting topic. And it's just what I was learning on Sunday with my group. And we had this issue about whether or not this new wine that Kadam has, I mean, I think it's Canoe, but it's not new, but it's around already, the Matuk. The matuk, uh, you know, that's so soft. Now, it's no, it's the is it matooke? The matuk, soft matuk one. That's it a, is so sweet. yeah, but right. the, yeah, but and that's it's a, soft because it's a yeah, light, because, right. it's low, alcohol So alcohol that, wine. so the low alcohol wine. So the question we had is, is that wine? Now we 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 looked around, <laughs> and in the in the profession, you know, wherever they talk about wines, they usually talk about seven percent or eight percent starting. There are Places that said 5.5%, you know, that, that range. But nobody ever said 3.5% is wine. And they're called wine coolers. But now you're telling me that Rybelski said, which is interesting to me, that he came up with a number of 3.5%, which is exactly what Kadam has. And I think that's very interesting. Because I heard from a, a certain place, like I'm not going to mention the name, just like the week or two, a week ago, I heard it, I don't know when he said it, but he claimed... Five percent is the minimum, which is which which would cut out this one. And we were just having a discussion about because many people are using this and they're using it to Seder. And the question is, is that wine? I obviously right. coin Rally right. Belsky it is. Right. right. It's that's it's, very yeah. important right. to hear. I mean, and yeah. it makes a lot of sense right. because it has a little bit of a kick to it. Right. It's, it's something you you don't think of it as grape juice. Right.
1: I, again, I don't know how how much depth we want to go into in this in this topic. Oh, I see you. This is where you are at. <laughs> I would <laughs> but, love to plumb it. <laughs> but but the, but the I think that, you know, there's another fact feature. Many people, I think there's uh, you know Rapsu Pesach Frank. Yeah. Moshe Feinstein writes the same. Um, say that for arba
0: you need you need, you need you need you need some for, alcohol. You know, because now, because of cheres. No, no, right. You know, right. right.
1: Now. If you're adding, and, and this is, I think, recommended, if someone is unable to have alcohol. Right. Or people, for whatever reason. Now, if you're adding grape juice, which has a din of yayin, right. may not have a din of chirus, right. but has a din of yayin, So the fact that you're adding more and you're bringing down the alcohol level, um, again, maybe at a certain level, the alcohol no longer mm. provides chirus. Maybe it's right. just, you know, it's it's inconsequential. Um, at the same time, um, it doesn't detract from the yayin aspect, the fact that you've added grape juice. If you added water, on the other hand, um, that may not be the case. And Rabelsky was very concerned when it came to grape juice, when you dilute grape Mm. juice, because especially something like a light product, which you're adding a sweetener to, Mm. probably the most pronounced flavor feature of a grape juice is the sweetness. Sweetness actually overpowers other flavors. The question is, if you're adding the sweeteners, are you really tasting the grape?
0: Mm, well, are, are
1: you just taking? You're taking this other sweetness. So, oh. so he was hesitant about how much dilution. How did, did he the, feel yeah. about
0: the? How did he feel about the uh, the sparkling? Like, I, I, I have the sparkling heard, grape just you know, with with a yeah. pip, peach flavor added.
1: Okay, so the, the peach flavor may be a consideration, but in terms but the bracha it's, it's written down as bracha very very often. Like it the flavors themselves are are normally. Bottle of bishish, but the flavors are very, very, the very amount, powerful, but they're powerful they're, they're, though. Yeah, they're they're, they're vital time. Right, one hundred percent. They provide flavor, right. and they're they're in for But you can reason. still taste the right. grape in there. Right. right. But essentially, the, the, the argument is, you know, the, and even the time of the Gemara, they did add honey. They did right. Add, that's right. Right. Know, on, right. They did add other sure. other things. So, which, you know, added sweetness or flavor yeah. or other things. So, I think the OU feels comfortable recommending maybe ten to twenty percent added. You know, globally to to wine or grape juice more than that and in some occasions would not be a problem, but in other cases it might actually be a problem. I want
0: to point out something interesting also. When going, you mentioned Moshe Feinstein. Uh, Shimonides used to teach these halachas. of a kaddish levracha. What a what a loss to Clay Israel. Anyway, so so Shimonides used to. I mean, I asked him. He asked for Moshe everything, and, and he used to use the number. I believe I looked the book again. I don't have it in front of me now, but I think he used to use the number one third wine added to grape juice for the chayrus to be Yotzei with Moshe's chayrus, which is interesting because now we're dealing with, again, uh, two parts grape juice to one part wine, and I think if you figure the numbers, it comes back to a 5% or somewhere between <laughs> right. 35 and, a half and right. 5% again. Right. So that, that number right. is a real number. Right. It, seems, it seems to be consistently that people are using right. that number. Very, very interesting right. topic. I, I, but interestingly enough, as I said, the, the world as large does not call it wine. We are calling it wine.
1: I don't think the FDA allows... You to call under five percent wine in terms of that's the, the, the well it obviously laws. the labeling uh, the, no yeah. the labeling
0: yeah. says yeah. wine on the on the bottle of uh, we saw Less that that's the, th- th- the three hundred oh, yeah. I, I mean I didn't okay. see it but one of the people okay. uh, checked up online right. and saw the uh, oh, really? so the actual bottles okay. <laughs> so that's yeah okay. they, no there must be a, there must be something that I mean they had to be doing it for years already I'm sure they have it worked out but right. it's just a very interesting thing. but look, we got what's so side topic yeah. over here but no one called in let me just read the numbers again and then I'll take one second to say... A word about our sponsor, then we'll go back. The telephone number to reach us here is 718 683 5858. 718 685858. My guest, Rabbi Nochem Rabinowitz from the OU, who has put out the Pesach booklet for the OU. We didn't get to it yet very much. And uh, anyone who calls on any topic dealing with Pesach, we're more than happy to put you right on. Um, before we go back to Rabbi Rab- Rabinowitz, I'd like to just mention. That um, my sponsor, who is a Glot Mart, conveniently located at 1205 Avenue M. And when I think of uh, Glottmart, I think of price, service, convenience, and quality. Whether you shop for a few items or for a full wagon load, you can save plenty of money by shopping at Glottmart. And at Glottmart, you can save some time using their, their parking service. Just pull into East 12th Street entrance, um, and they'll park the car for you, have it ready to load up with the special items that you purchase in the store. And some of the items that are on sale right now as we talk today and tomorrow. Actually, yes, today um, and tomorrow, correct. Uh, silver tip roast, $11.99 a pound. Corned beef first cut brisket, eleven ninety nine a pound. Shoulder kalichel, $8.99 a pound. And family packed beef stew, $6.99 a pound. Those are some of the items that are on sale. And if you want to get uh, uh, the dinner plates, uh, nine-inch dinner plates, $400 for $13.99. Uh, they have Glick's potato starch, 24 ounce, two for $3.00. Uh, you have Hadar 8 minute matzos if you want that, is the $3.99. Uh, Ketam grape juice, that's what we're just talking about, 64-ounce, $3.99. And uh, mod you save time. I'm sorry, we did that already. And at Gladmart, the quality of the meats is A1. With kosher certification from both the Star K and Nevada Koshris of Flatbush, with base Safe meats, and with expert Nikor, at Glatmart, you're getting quality Koshris. Glatmart is at 1205 Avenue M, meeting your shopping needs is their top priority. If you meet Dove and Glatmart, tell them you heard about Glatmart on Koshris on the Air over J-Root Radio, and let us get back to our special guest, Rabbi Nachman Rabinowitz from the OU, and we're discussing Pesach, and if you want to call us, 718-683-5858 Go ahead What else would you like to talk about? <laughs> are you came okay. okay <laughs> to prepare yeah. to say something? <laughs> uh, let let, let yeah. me ask you a question mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have any inv- information about it, but with something that came up, somebody uh accosted me. I mean you know, I you were accosted also sometimes. And the way out of the show and the way out the way out of show In your shul, they, they 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 ask about the sermon or about kashras? <laughs> so anyway, they, so uh somebody was driving me to Lakewood and they asked me some questions. They had me say I'm a captive audience. So one of the things he was he was interested in was this paper plates. Now years ago by Shimon Eider taught us First, we started with the paper plates. It became an issue because there's cornstarch. starch I'm sorry, it wasn't a problem because of corn, It only had cornstarch, and then we found out that it could cornstarch and wheat starch are sometimes interchangeable. So, therefore, there was a concern, and we're told not to use paper plates. And everybody switched to plastic plates. Now, I see that the OU. And the CRC in Chicago, I'm sorry if we put them together, but, you know, I, I think I, we're close enough. We Fish Bay <laughs> everybody's buddy, yeah. so that's not a problem. Yeah, so we so, we, so they, you are of the opinion that paper plates still are not a problem for Pesach, and that the the uh, the starch that is used in the paper plates is going to be cornstarch. And the, the Kiddush that Reb Moshe said, this is what actually I taught us, he said that yes there's a, uh, there's a there's a there's uh, a from from the goonim we don't use kidney as some yashkinas don't use kidney as Pesach. yes. Uh, the opinion of most people is that we're talking about also derivative kidneys, which is a, just like the oils. But a balua of a derivative kidneys, says Rabmoisha, that far they definitely didn't go. And therefore, we shouldn't worry about the fact that there is cornstarch and some of it might get stuck in your food. It's like that's too far out because it's not only the de- balua, it's not the, the thing itself. So, that was Rav Moshe's opinion. And based of that, I think everything is coming out. But the but I see the Star cake came out this year and said you have to have I don't know if they said it before I didn't check but this year I checked it said you have to have KFP you have to have kosher for Passover so they, okay. must of about, they must be a certain amount of concern about There must be a certain amount of concern about the um, uh, uh, about the source of the starch are you, are you familiar with this at all
1: I mean to some extent I, I, in the United is States is it possible yeah, in the United States if you travel through the Midwest right what you see is endless Corn. Uh, of corn, corn. Corn is the cheapest grain in the United States.
0: And now especially right. because the they, yeah. they need for corn for the ethanol, for this, right, for that. Right,
1: right. So it's, it. So in the United States, and this is relevant to food products also, as the, as, as the starch right. of choice as being corn, that's the, the most inexpensive, whether you're alcohol and vinegars or whether um, you know the, the carriers which are used in, in all different types of right. products, or in, like you say, when they starch these plates, um, in the United States, that's going to be corn, and and one can assume that it's going to be corn because that's the least expensive mm-hmm. um, commodity from which they would make this product. So it's you know, is it wheat starch? That's that's not schrich. It's not. not going to. Is it that.
0: possible right. that we're getting plates from another country?
1: Anything is possible, but, but that I would, would add, add that, that even China, which is a big importer, I mean, I don't know what Trump is going to do about that. Yeah. We'll but, find uh, <laughs> out very soon. That's that's but, on the table. <laughs> but in China, also, I would say that it's also the vast majority really? is this corn. Interesting. In Europe, you still have a, a lot of wheat. A lot of wheat, but again, even in Europe, I would say it's about half and half.
0: Wow. So,
1: so the th- 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 reality is that that um, you know th- also these starches are tasteless. Right. They don't provide any time. And like you said, it's a derivative. The, the reality is that Kipnius that is a minute. right? And, you know, the, the today, I would say the OU's position, and I think this is the standard position amongst most conscious agencies, right. is that Kipnius and if it's undergone a chemical process, so there's no longer any ISSA for that. Um, but the reality is there were many Pisgene that felt that even
0: what right derivatives derivatives uh, yeah, example something right. like sunflower oil. Well, right? well, listen, we, yeah. when we started, I don't know about you, because I'm a little older, but <laughs> when we started, um, that one, one of your competitors, I'm not going to mention the name, used to give used uh, to have on peanut oil for peso Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you OU, did, OU, OU OU did too. Did. The OU so OU we see, then there road. was then yeah. because we didn't we didn't even hear that peanuts were a problem right. for bason. R- 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 right, <laughs> the That's R- true. <right>. <laughs> that peanuts yes. are
1: they, they used to eat peanuts in White Russia. Right. And they didn't consider it to be kidney. Right. Okay, but, a, the, but
0: it became, yeah, by the, here but here in America, we, yeah. we we took the hummus of the Ganser belt <laughs> and well, we could afford see, it. There's <laughs> apparently
1: cottonseed oil we haven't taken. Right? Because mm. in Israel, there are many that uh, cottonseed is actually right, a right, 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 and in, yeah. yeah. And in Israel, many do not use cottonseed oil. Right. In the United States, for whatever reason, it well is, is widely accepted. So, again, kidney is, like you said, it's a minig. Also, the classification, what is kidneys and what is not kidneys, there are. Some things which I think w- are widely assumed to be, yes, kidney is and not kidney is, but there are certain, you know, we could go through the lists, and, you know, like today they talk about chia seeds and fennel. seeds. So people are adding all these different types
0: of, um, which we didn't even know. know existed. And now <laughs> we use the last right. few years we're using them. So we right. want to throw it into the mix. Right. And
1: we, we can't go with a, yeah, yeah. this, this, uh, this, we know quinoa. Right? We know quinoa.
0: We have to talk about quinoa. But, I, but <laughs> let me, let me put you in this. <laughs> didn't you mention kidneys. Yeah. Something just came across my desk today and I don't know if it's true or not so I'm not going to really mention it here but I'm going to open the topic up and that is that the OU now gives Hoshkocha to OU Kidney out. Now, it, I understand the purpose is for the Svardim and there's a, there's a need and people want, etc. No problem with that but the question I have is the following. I read something. I have to check and see if it's really uh, one of your OU Kidney oat. I don't know. I saw it It was was brought together with other Pesach information, and was a print thing on an. It was like a press release, and they mention it's under the OU. So the question is, is that you know uh, how much control do you have over wording? Because you see, when when you say on the package OU kitniot, that's what's going to be written there. There's not going to be any funny business not going to say play on you and i'm sure it's going to be uh, if it ever happens that they mess it up it's going to be a, a very big mislabel then everyone's going to be excited but but the which happens even uh, with every but but uh, the question i have is can they put out a press release we're under certified by the ou because that is confusing see you have a different so, name yeah. or oh, yeah, it's hard for I me don't to com- know.
1: Yeah. It's hard for me to comment about, I'm not sure what product you're referring to, made by whom, and under what conditions. Oh, that's I what can, I'm not going to mention yeah, it here can, on the I can tell you this much. When the OU decided, and this was at the Urging of yeah. yeah,
0: um,
1: when the OU decided to you know take the leap and start certifying products as OU kidney, so we talked much about how labeling, because we were concerned that when you've put Pesach on a label or Passover on mm-hmm, a label, mm-hmm. that you know, many people don't know these distinctions. That's right. So what the OU formulated was a a labeling design which says OU Kitniot without mentioning Pesach.
0: Uh-huh. So this
1: way the people who know what Kitniot are, you know, obviously will you know will, will note to you know to, to buy the product and use it on Pesach. But those who don't, it won't say it will say the statement underneath it that says um, acceptable for use, but uh, uh-huh. those who uh-huh. consume uh-huh. kitniot on Pesach. Uh-huh. So we felt by doing that, but there has been, you know, the OU is giving hashgacha both in Chutzlaretz and as well in Israel. Mm-hmm. In Israel, it's so widely accepted. Oh, of
0: course, because Rove is Rove is a spartan. Is correct. So you so, have to. We so have to dress there, it.
1: It, it, it's there, there's sometimes a little confusion and there's sometimes miscommunication with it with the manufacturers, but the Precise language, especially a product which is distributed in Israel, Uh there it's very common to write Uh right, but that's the wording, right? So, that's that's the standard accepted wording there. Um, we've had you know, we've struggled a little bit with the Israeli manufacturers to make sure that you know, sometimes they have labels which are both Hebrew Mm -hmm. and English, and it's and so that this is where a little bit of confusion I think for the most part, anything so the confusion
0: confusion is in Israel, Israel? yeah, the products are
1: made in Israel. Israeli manufacturers, for I think we we pretty standardized in Chutzlords that everything is Oh you out in that. well way. you
0: wanted them to do the same wording there.
1: We 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 pushed in that direction, and you know it's hard for them. It's hard for them, especially because of the. the well, they're competing the dual against language. the other. Right, and also that there's this language. Right. The the, the Hebrew label and the English. And everybody there
0: knows yeah. here in America. <laughs> a lot of people don't right. know. Right. everybody knows. Right,
1: and then you have products which are. Really designed for Israel, but then make their way to, to the United States. That's one so, of the issues that we we so have this to is face. this is something that you know we we are we trying to hopefully we we'll, we're reining this in. And uh, if there are a couple of you know outland out you know liars that are not pre- precise, we're trying to make sure that everything is is uniform. It, it, in an organization, the size of the OU with so many hundreds of thousands of products, uniformity is is something we strive for, and. Hopefully, for the most part, achieved, but there are always sometimes the, these exceptions to the rule.
0: That's that's uh, a, a big yeah. challenge. But the whole the whole the whole f- uh, flow into kidneyos was it must have been a big challenge, yeah. because but and I see I the problem is that our people have to get used to it too. Sure. The store owners have to know how to identify it. A lot of times, I, I, I this is something interesting to our swadik listeners. It, it, just this week, somebody told me that in a certain store in our n- neighborhood, they they write on it kidneyos They have cans of corn and peas and whatever, and they write on a kidneyos. So the the person and they're selling it in one of the from stores in on in in, in in Brooklyn. So the person said to me, "How? Who is saying that it is 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 kosher you're using kidney oat because you want it has ashkocha, and the svardi can buy kidney oat. But is is there anybody saying that this is kosher lepesach? So uh, again, the store owner seeing a product like that is now assuming that the svardi is going to buy it, and he, I don't know if they ever checked the list. I don't know if they ever checked with the Sephardic rabbi whether it is acceptable. I don't know if they talked to the cashless agencies. I mentioned one time, Rabbi Singer told me a story about, uh, we, we were discussing a, uh, one of the lists from the Sephardim. Uh Again, last week you mentioned the JSOR is a good list, but uh, there are lists that the Sfaradim are shown that claim to be for the Sephardim, and And Rabbi Singer said, this is... Is possibly Chometz Gummer. He said the machinery is not cleaned in between, and he doesn't think it was at all right to put it on the list. And so that that's uh this is an issue now. So when when somebody goes to us who is a svarde, he goes to a store, even in our from neighborhoods, and see cans of this and that, and it doesn't have a poshul basic label. You have to be very sure that that product was mentioned in the list that you consider to be reliable, because you can't go on the store owners. <laughs> A knowledge of it because they're confused. They really yeah. don't get the kidneys right. problem clearly. They will so. say yes, bye, bye. It's yeah. okay. It's <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're in you have
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. has to obviously take responsibility for
0: the label. And you know, that, we're not talking about yeah. label. No, the label right. there was no. No, it doesn't but say Pesach. Many times people
1: are relying for their cash. They're relying on the person who stocks the shelves. Yes. Right? <laughs> right. 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 And, and you know, sometimes there are mistakes that happen. Right. I've I've seen in my own. You know, many times the the st- the store shelves are stocked incorrectly right They'll put chametz products in a, in a Pesach section. And anyway, and there's, there's back happening. shopping.
0: There's back mm-hmm. shopping. People, when they bought when they're going to buy something, they put it in their wagon, they put it back, and they don't remember which, right? they put it in the wrong mm-hmm. area. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to, I, you know, I I don't talk very much about uh, Gladmart in the middle of the show here, but but Gladmart is a place that I saw my own eyes, not once and not twice. I saw a number of times that the people who worked there who stocked the shelves are really into it. They really have a very good handle on it. And I, I, I was always impressed by that because I don't know if it was all training or it was the relationship. I don't know what it was, but I saw that the store owner, the, the store worker, the workers in the store really, really very careful and putting things back and this and that, constantly on top of it for Pesach. And I, I think it was wonderful. I, I saw, I'm assuming everybody tries, no question they try, mm-hmm. but in a big store, it's very hard because of the back shopping. And all stores, I mean, not today, have Baruch Hashem, Pesach stores also, which totally Pesach only. Okay, so that store doesn't have as much problems. But let me tell you, from way, way back, people told me that they made orders and they ordered gefilte fish and it came and it wasn't koshla Pesach. This happens, you know. It, that meant it had matzah meal in it, which was not koshla Pesach. This, these stories happen all the time. Everyone has a responsibility to check their products very carefully. Anything that comes in the house for peso,
1: and on the one hand, it's, it's beautiful the availability, the selection, the types of foods that we have today is unprecedented. Absolutely, you know, and, and we have it. So, some would say, on, on the other hand,
0: it's become pizza. so
1: easy to keep kosher. That we we've stopped to you know to that's the hirut, that that care, care and, and, and uh, scrutiny that we have to that's our responsibility. It, it, you know, Conscious agencies it. can only do so much. There has to be um, we, we believe it or not. We need the support of the kosher consumer because when the kosher consumer brings issues to the fore, right, and they're careful and they can, sometimes even when they complain about ourselves. That's a good thing. We, we we want constructive criticism from the Kosher. That's it. Well, they wait improve. because that's the, the and sometimes we're not aware of something as much as we we try to cover all bases. Um, but that that feedback is very helpful to us. It helps us to improve what we're doing, um, and uh, you know on so many levels that it it, it it takes to keep kosher is not uh, shouldn't be taken for granted.
0: Hundred percent. What happens at Pesach now is that many people go away for Pesach. The number that I read today is 300,000 people going away for PESA. It's a phenomenal number. Remember when it was 200,000, which is a, also a phenomenal number. But 300,000 people, that's a, a big chalik. Somebody wanted to say that more than 50% of people go for Pesach. Baruch <laughs> Hashem, that's not true. But I will say 300,000 people is a very, very significant number. And we're approaching those kind of numbers. And, and then, then again, there are people who go away to the relatives. So a lot of people are not making Pesach anymore. That's what we have, and then and, and we have that together with the fact that everything is available. People just go out and buy everything, and they have lost the the sense of preparing Pesach. Cleaning, yes, everybody's cleaning Pesach, and everybody's shopping, and they're all doing you know that kind of thing. But as far as that 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 you're working on the Pesach food, and that you know, I remember the tears that went in my shvarel of sholom the tears that went in when he was when he was doing the mora, so baruch hashem, most of us still do the we mean, talking about the uh, horseradish and they we grind it and they we get our tears and <laughs> we follow in the path. Pe- but a lot of people no longer doing that. And that was that was I always always look to that as every pesach, working on the mora, working on the uh, I, I I do the, the check the lettuce. Today people don't even do that. They would buy things that are ready made. So I always check the list anyway. So for me, uh, I have an erev Pesach. Th- they say we lost erev Shabbos. I say we lost erev <laughs> Pesach for sure. Even though they're working very hard in cleaning, but once it comes now past that, everything's take a bag, open it up, throw it in the, in the, on a plate. It's not the way it used to be, and and we lost we lost we lost some of the chashivas and people who go away lose some of that. How are you uh, going to bring it back into your life? I don't know. Right, you have to work uh, on it. But but this is, I'm just bringing up the question.
1: One of my favorite stories from Pesach is, I, I, I say this about the, the Baal Talmud, Yos, Yaakov Yosef, well, yes. from the primary Talmudim of the Baal Shem Tov, that he was once making his way from the town that he lived in to the river, um, which was at some distance, with a bucket, to, to draw the mine Yeah, which is used for the matzah. And as he was walking along, one of the wealthier individuals of the community was riding on his wagon in the direction. And he stops to, to offer a ride to the Rav. And he stops and he says, would you, you know, let me take you. So he says, "He says I'm going to, to draw the Mayim Shalonu. He says, so why would, should the Rav have to walk the distance? I'll, I'll take you. He says, why would I want to share the mitzvah with the horse? <laughs> 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 but, but I have to say, to, to the credit, this is, you know, this is, you know, talk about, you know, what people can. There's, there's someone who, who domins in our shul who told me this, and he had been going with his family for many years to hotels for Pesach. And one year he tells me he's not doing it anymore.
0: Wow, well, and I that's, said that this and, this this yeah, deserves yeah. a write up in at least three or four papers. Right. And he told he
1: told me why. I said I said you know what brought you that to that decision, and he said, frankly, he said he thought my children are gonna grow up not knowing Pesach. realizing that erev Pesach you sit by the pool.
0: Ah, <laughs> he says wow.
1: that that he says I good. just realized that that's not. That's not what Pesach is all about. Yeah, all Again, right. the, today, obviously, we have conveniences that we didn't have. Sure. People have Pesach kitchens, and people have assistance in the home, and people have processed foods which are ready. And there are so many ways that, but at the same time, to completely, I would say it's not even the word is not delegate, but to abdicate. You know, you can delegate some of the activities of what. Are my my personal responsibilities for the mitzvah I can delegate to some people, but not abdicate. Where I just am oblivious to what's going on and just say let yeah. others take over and yeah. do everything for me.
2: And we yeah. spoke about this many times in the radio, especially in the last months, about uh, all this kind of responsibility and what, what we're raising our children. And my point was that many of us just come to the hotel. And don't forget about the waiters. Forget about the chef that working, doesn't have any seder, nothing. They just don't care about them. Just give me the food and that's right, it. Right, I don't have any patience. Right. And this is something that we're missing. And i tell you true. It's something that we... I, I, I cannot see myself doing a seder in, in an, a, a, out of my house. I'm telling you. this. I told my children, don't, I don't care. And my, my duty is that doing the haroset. You know, the svarit haroset. Is built basically from all the ingredients of Shirim If it's shaked, if it's al- if it's almond, if it's uh, uh, a puach. wine, rimon. We're doing it all together, and it makes it beautiful, beautiful. beautiful Yeah, right. And every kavanah, every fruit is its own kavanah inside beautiful. the haloset.
1: Right. Every minyan, every minig in Kol Yisrael has such history and beauty mm-hmm. and richness.
0: But we shouldn't and, take and, away. This uh, the yeah. people. There are many people who have to go away for Pesach, yes. and we don't take that away from them at all. We just get. We just saying that uh, we sh- those who don't go away should be happy. We don't go away. We have we have a real full Pesach, <laughs> mm-hmm. and those other people, whether they can follow, well, your parishioner over there. But I think I think uh, we at least I uh, we all should feel that. Uh, it, this is not a lechatchila. This is a we, we You're doing it because you need to. Sometimes it's a question of getting the family together. There's, there's a lot of reasons why you do it, but. But it's something you should realize that there's a there's a the Pesach was really supposed to be made by us. The whole the whole of Pesach is an avoider You know, you know, We start off as and we go up, and and it's kind of hard to feel that when you have when you have the uh, the luxuries of the hotel and the, no responsibilities whatsoever. So if you're doing that anyway. So give a lot of money that's stuck. <laughs> that's <laughs> one of my main points. Because it, because if, if 10% of all of the money that is being spent for Pesach in the hotels would be given to the tzedakah, very few organizations would have to have appeals during the year.
1: Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they do give tzedakah. They but, do. Um, they do. But we can't forget that the first mitzvah in and Hilchos Pesach is most written. <laughs> right, right, right. We can't we can't start with our own Pesach. We have to start with someone else's right, Pesach. Right,
0: right, definitely, yeah. definitely, very important. Yeah. So, what else would you like to do? We have a couple of seconds left. So, okay.
1: Uh,
2: no one seems to be calling in. Yeah. I didn't, we that's didn't get any calls. Uh, 718 683 5858 718 We only have it on a few minutes. So right, usually
1: that's the most entertaining
2: part of the I know, show.
1: but yeah. Yeah. see, you the know, problem is that <laughs> most
0: of the people who are listening are listening on the phone. Right, and, uh, uh, right, right all so the elephant. phone is being used. That's what we had. We get a couple calls, but it's not the same amount. So we're certainly hoping that we'll be able to do a situation. I hope next year we have Sean Habob. In
1: my car, That's first I go to the... So hopefully that should return very oh, that's soon. That's Hashem Isbara. It's a, it's a but, tremendous. But but uh, I want you to yeah.
0: know that there are people who listen to the show every single week, and they, mm-hmm. they tell me that they do, and uh, right away uh, they asked where, how can they reach us, and we told them the number seven one eight five zero six nine zero nine nine or the other one seven one two four. 324217 four, three, two, or on the jwoodradio.com or the jwood radio app and uh, there are many people and i also have i don't know if you know they so have people who listen after the show they yeah. listen in the archives There's one gentleman told me that uh, he likes to write and answer, write down anything I mentioned that is important to him and he can't do it while he's driving mm. so he likes to he likes to listen to it on Sundays and I have a certain gentleman out of town who's very a uh, uh, very important person in Kasha I won't mention on the air who it is who listens to every show and I get emails <laughs> if there's anything okay. that is any way off he makes sure that I straighten it out so that. but, but uh, he's a very, very uh, tough taskmaster a good friend of mine for many, many years so... Mm. There are people listen, and uh, whether, you, whether they called in or they didn't right. call in, right. they're there, right. and you will see the, you, okay. later I'm on you'll sure, you, <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm
2: looking at the statistic right now, looking yeah. now at this. Right now we have 365 countries that listen to us. Wow. Countries. And United States is 2,719, right? And, in, 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 and only on the, on the uh, website. We have like a two million, he has a t- two million time. minutes right. Right. months that people listen to us on the, on the, on the phone.
1: Okay, that's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful so
2: if you
0: have any questions yeah. in the course of the week, and uh, we still have a few yeah. days left, if anybody has a problem or question, you can call us at the office. I'll try to help you if I can. My, my number at the office at Kashvist Magazine is 718 336 Eight five four four. Uh, that's the Kasherus Magazine office. if You want to get our Pesach guide or right. subscribe or any questions about Kasherus or anything? I want to suggest for the for the show. That's we can reach us. How can somebody get the booklet? But it's very. There's a few ways to still get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pesach guide from right. if the, you, if you the you
1: go OU, OU Passover dot org. Um, the OU's website has a downloadable version. They also have a version which is readable online. You can actually leaf through the pages. Um, uh, virtually, um, online. Um, there also the OU has also a hotline. I know Rabbi Wickler has a hotline, but the OU has a hotline which is even available on of Pesach. Beautiful, um, because uh, they have extra hours as the weeks as we get closer and closer. So they're many, many closer. And you know, Pesach doesn't end with Pesach because. After and, and I would say we get as frequently as we get questions about Pesach before Pesach, we get all the questions about how much of all of a Pesach. Uh, yeah, surely, so, surely. And, surely. and uh, I'll just mention, because I think in, in the United States, many you know, ask the questions about vinegar products. Right. Domestically produced products, in like I mentioned before about corn. Right. Vinegar in the United States is made from corn for the most part. So... In it, you know, you have the element of tarubus chametz when you have a mixture of sauces, condiments, these mm-hmm. types of things. But more, more than you know, more likely than not, um, these products are not chametz. They're kidneys I wouldn't su- certainly right. suggest, okay, even But for, they, Sfadum, but for suggest, selling it or right. putting it away right. not destroying and it, even I w- even for spardam, I wouldn't recommend them because there are additives, there are processing aids. Um, even for example, you know, p- people think it says gluten free. If it's gluten free and it's not oat. So what could possibly be? But there are enzymes which are added, which can be chametz-derived, right. which are gluten-free. Um, and it's like, you know, dairy-free. Dairy-free doesn't mean halacha. No, it could be dairy-free. How dairy-free and, and it s- could be, be 100% OUD. You have O-U-D. Okay. dairy-free. Okay, okay thank, thank you th- thank you for having me it's always a pleasure thank you Rabbi Rabbinus, for joining <laughs> us
0: and we hope hope next year we'll be Ezra Hashem okay. again and uh, this is uh, for your uh, <laughs> right. is oh, man, oh, next
2: week we're on or off uh, I will, okay it off. looks like I off
0: so therefore I would wish everyone a chag kash and we'll speak to you right after Yom Tov